And the number, of course, 416-870-6400, star 640 on your cell. Severance matters, employment matters, unemployment matters. Wherever your standing is right now, you'll want to give Leora a call for the next hour, the Wednesday edition of the Employment Hour. Of course, we're here Mondays as well at 7 o'clock. Either Leora or pal Dave Vaughn from the firm is taking that particular hour during the week, but the phone lines are open and ready to go till uh, till 8 o'clock. Severance pay calculated. We'll get to that tool in just a bit until we hammer that home, Till everybody's using it. Hundreds of thousands uh, have tried it so far. You should uh, as well. SeverancePayCalculator.com. In the meantime, we always start with the uh, the week that was. Lior, how are you, pal? Yeah, thank you, Johnny. Thank you. I'm glad to be back here. Another one of our, our flagship shows, mm-hmm. as, as uh, Spaceman you says. So uh, we're here to... Uh, to talk about employment law and workplace rights and answer all your questions uh, about all those topics. If you're concerned about something, maybe you had a bad day, your boss said something or did something, and you're just driving home wondering, man, was that right? Can he do that? Well, you know what? You don't have to wonder anymore. Give us a call till 8 o'clock. We'll answer those questions. We'll inform and educate. And certainly if you've lost your job or worried about it, you know, you better listen to us over the next hour. We'll talk mm-hmm. about some very important things and happy to take your questions. Start, starting us off, Johnny, with a couple of uh, scenarios that I saw over the last few days. First one involved a gentleman that had worked for a company for a very long time as a salesperson, quite successful, made uh, pretty good money, uh, did very well, company very happy with him. But new management came in, and the new management decided that uh, they want to change the compens- compensation structure for all the salespeople. And the, the salespeople were 100% commissions. So they only got paid commissions. There was no guaranteed salary, but they did very well for themselves. Well, this company decided, or these new owners decided, that they're going to change that. They're going to reduce commissions, uh, so reduce commission percentages, and instead give a guaranteed base salary. So on, on the one hand, you may think, well, that doesn't sound too bad. I'm going to have a guaranteed salary, and may, maybe I make less commissions, but the guaranteed salary maybe mm-hmm. will make up for it. So that's what I asked this question, this gentleman. I said, okay, how is this going to impact your compensation? Let's look at your last year. Assuming this had happened last year, how much money would you be making more, less, or the same? So I said, this not only would I be making less money, it would be about $150,000 less with this new compensation. Whammo. Uh, and that's when the words, what are the words, Johnny? Well, what is this? You told constructive you told dismissal, all. right? Sorry, right John is trying to have a sip of coffee. That's right. And, uh, Sorry. Yeah, no. But it's a constructive dismissal. Uh, so it's really important to understand because on the face of it, what this company was doing was not didn't look bad. We're going to give you a guaranteed salary instead of being a 100% commission. But the net effect of that was to reduce the pay significantly. So that's an important thing for, for our listeners to understand. Anything that impacts your compensation in a negative way usually would be a constructive dismissal. And, and if you're not sure what a constructive dismissal is, maybe you haven't heard us on the show before. Well, a constructive dismissal is a situation where the terms of your employment are changed in a significant way mm-hmm. and in a negative way. When that happens, you have the right to treat your employment as being terminated and get your full severance. Uh, and in this case, that's exactly what this gentleman is going to do. He's not going to take on a $150,000 a year pay cut. That's ridiculous. Uh, and and uh, we're going to pursue that. So so very important to understand and happens often with commission salespeople when the employer tries to change the commission structure. Now, the second matter, John, I'll tell you about. Uh, actually, I had a series of these matters uh, this uh, this week where I've had employees calling me because their employer was changing them from full-time to part-time. I don't know. Maybe mm-hmm. it was something in the water this week. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, obviously, they were very concerned. And this ties into the first case that I talked to you about. It impacts your compensation. 
If your employer wants to change you from 40 hours a week to 25 hours a week but pay you the same, okay, well, that's on the employer. Fine, they could do that. Probably not a good business move, but they can certainly <laughs> do that. But if they want to change your corresponding pay to be less now because you're working less, well, hold on a second. That's a constructive dismissal. They cannot do that. They can't just decide we're going to make you part-time when you're full-time. So that's very, very important, and that's a constructive dismissal as well. Now, the problem with accepting the reduction to part-time, maybe they'll say, okay, it's a, it's a temporary reduction. Right. And, as in one of the cases that I had, they said, well, it's temporary. We're going to bring you back up to full-time eventually. The problem with that is even if they bring you back up to full-time down the road because you let them do it, you've given them the right to do it again and again. So now they bring you back to full-time. A year later, they want to reduce you to part-time. At that point, you're stuck. At that point, you can't say this is a constructive dismissal. So the lesson here is if your employer imposes a change, you have to do something about it because if you don't, you give them the right to do it again and again. The number is 416-870-6400, star 640 on sale. We'll take a short break. Your phone calls, lines are open. You want to talk to us as soon as we come back. We'll get into the severance pay calculator and a chance for you to get on the air and ask your questions with Leo right till 8 o'clock tonight, the Employment Hour, the Wednesday night edition. Right here, Talk Radio, AM640. Always love our callers coming through. Frank, good evening. How are you, Frank? Good, John. How are you? Good, pal. What's uh, what's your concern? Lior is there. Hi, Lior. Hey, um, Hi. I, I got uh, terminated last November, November 9th to be exactly. Now, uh, the, the manager I reported to, you know, called me in, a, you know, <laughs> called me in on a Monday, said, hey, are you, are you coming in on a Wednesday? I said, absolutely. Anyways, lo and behold, coming in the office, our HR director there, the manager I reported to were there. And it didn't take long to figure out what was happening. Mm-hmm. So yeah. um, basically he gave me a letter. Uh, I was terminated uh, instantly. They paid me four weeks plus whatever vacation pay I had. Um, I asked them why I was laid off, and I absolutely got no answer whatsoever. And uh, <laughs> it's still a mystery right now. Yeah. Now, Frank, here's the thing. I mean, from a legal standpoint... There's no requirement to have a good reason or to give a good reason as long as proper severance is paid. Now, I think that's a a crappy way to go about things, and I think it's not a very good way to go about things. But strictly from a a, a legal standpoint, they can do that as long as severance is paid. What I have a concern about is you've told me just a a moment ago that they paid you four weeks' pay. Yeah, uh, that's a problem because you're gonna you would be owed a lot more than that. So I think you said you you were there for four years. Is that right? Yes, I yes I was. And what kind of job? What were you doing? Uh, I was outside sales. Sales. Okay, good. And how old are you, Frank? Uh, 52. Well, my, Frank, I can tell you, you'd, you'd have been owed right around six months' pay, not Whoa. four yeah. weeks' pay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and have you, did you sign anything? Did you negotiate no, with them? No, absolutely not a thing. I haven't signed anything. So. Oh, oh good. Okay, yeah. good. That's a, that's a relief. So you were wrongfully dismissed, and not necessarily because of the fact that they didn't give you a reason, because mm-hmm. they didn't give you what they owed you. So, right, right. Frank, let's you and I talk off air, because you're owed another five months' pay here. That's going to be significant, irrespective of what your income was. Right, did you find right. a job after? Oh, yes, Absolutely. Okay, well, good. Uh, that, that, that's excellent. Okay. But we, we still need to speak, so let, let's oh, no, give no, me a call you. off air. Okay, go ahead. sounds good. Appreciate it. Thanks, guys. Thank Frank, you, Frank, appreciate that. See, there you go. That was the best phone call he made today for sure. I guarantee well, yeah. it, right? And, and, and it's how common it is after in my practice, people are offered a month's payment when they're owed six months, eight yeah. months, nine months. Very, very common. 416-870-6400, star 640 on sale. Michael, good evening. Hey, how are you doing? Good, Mike. What's happening with you? 
well, not much. All right. Now, uh, I have a, uh, a vehicle allowance uh, based on kilometers, and yep. uh, my company, which is a large global corporation, is uh, converting us over to corporate cars uh, within the next year. However, yep. it will affect uh, me negatively, considering I kind of come out above uh, with the vehicle uh, allowance uh, per kilometer. Um, and when I go to a corporate car, it's about $800 difference at the end of the month by the time you take uh, uh, gasoline and uh, insurance and uh, the car payment. So it's essentially taking the $800 out of my pocket. Um, wow. Are there any... $800 a month, right? I usually come up about $800 or $600 above oh, for my car, fuel, insurance. So I'm, I'm being compensated quite well right now, and that's what I when I started with the business, mm-hmm. um, are they able to just change over to a corporate plan like that? So what do you think the net effect would be on your pocket with this new arrangement? Uh, it, it wouldn't be $800 a month. What do you think the effect would be for you? Uh, probably be, I come out with an extra, well, let's say, let's be, uh, let's say $500 a month times 12 months a year at $6,000. Yeah, no, $6,000 is, is significant, and that may well be uh, enough to be a constructive dismissal. Now, if it is a constructive dismissal, you're going to have a choice, and that choice is to, uh, to to accept it and continue working, and that's fine, or, or leave and get severance. So the, the fact that it may be illegal doesn't mean necessarily that there's a way to stop them from doing that. It's only about you making the decision if you want to leave with severance. Now, I would want to know a bit more. I'd want to understand your total compensation. I'd want to understand if they've changed that in the past, if, if, if that's something that they've done before. Maybe you've gone back and forth between corporate and, and, and allowance. But if not, and, and this is a constructive dismissal, you're going to have to decide what's best for you. I'm going to have to also assess your entitlements. How long have you been there for? Uh, it's been about 14, uh, uh, sorry, uh, a year and a half. Okay, a year and a half in the sales position. And, and how old are you, Michael? 28. 28. Okay. So, so your entitlements are not going to be huge because not long there and, and, a, and a young guy. So you're probably looking at about three months' pay. So that's the upside for you if you decide to treat that as a constructive dismissal. If you want to do that, then give me a call. We'll talk off air and, and we'll pursue that. Those are going to be your options, either accept or treat it as a constructive dismissal. That number, by the way, one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. 821 We'll get uh, Tom in here before break. Hey, Tom. Hi, how's it going? Good. Uh, yeah, last year... Uh, I was working for a large manufacturing company, and I uh, had a nervous breakdown. And then I was called in um, to sign an agreement uh, while I was on, I guess, well, I don't know. I was on medication stuff, but I signed an agreement for eight weeks and two two month, and two weeks uh, let-go pay. Does that uh, sound right? or No, it doesn't sound right. Now, how big a company? Big company, small company? About 500 employees. Okay. And, and how long were you there for? 25 years. 25 years. And so I'm just 65. clear. So they paid you a total of 10 weeks pay. Is that right? I think you said eight and two? Yeah. I needed the money and uh, I was kind of, I need, needed medication and stuff. So. Okay. Well, here's, here's the thing. If, if it's only 10 weeks pay, that actually would be illegal and it wouldn't even be, uh, it wouldn't be worth the paper it's written on because it would be less than your minimums. Uh, so they terminated your employment and they paid you two weeks uh, or uh, ten weeks. Uh, I just want to make sure I'm getting this right. 
Yeah. No, then that's 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 wrong. And after 25 years, you could be owed as much as two years' pay, 24 months. So, man, oh. you have to give me a call here. Uh, I think we can get you out of what you signed because it's less than your minimums. Uh, but we need to speak and need to speak about that as soon as possible. Uh, yeah, you were wrongfully dismissed. There's potentially human rights issues if they're letting you go when you're dealing with a medical condition. So there's a lot to talk about here, Tom. We really do need to speak. Okay, perfect. Thank you. Tom, that number as we uh, go to break here, one 821 5900 You can also email Lior to get some more details. That's Lior, L-I-O-R, at employmenthour.com. Your phone calls back, Adam, after a short break. Alex, thanks for hanging in, pal. What's going on? No problem. Um, look, thinking about quitting my job and giving my boss uh, some notice. Now, if he terminates me before um, the end of my notice, is there any recourse? Uh, yeah, if he terminates you before the end of your notice, then he has to still pay you till the end of that period. So let's use an example. You tell him I'm giving you three weeks notice. He says, well, you're gone today. He still has to pay you till the end of that period of time. How long have you been there, Alex? Um, I've been there uh, probably about five years now. And, and how much notice are you planning or thinking of giving? Uh, till the end of March. Oh, yeah. Then he absolutely would have to pay you for for that balance. Uh, so in a way, if he decides to do that before and then to let you go and not pay you, that would be a wrongful dismissal. You may not be entitled to your full severance just until the period of time that you were going to quit in any event. Mm-hmm. But he can't stop paying you just because he doesn't want you there anymore. So so that's uh, uh, that's something to remember. If he tries to do that, you know what to do. You give me a call. Okay. All right. Thank you very much. Thanks, pal. 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell. Uh, Carm, how are you? Hey, I'm doing good. How are you guys? Good, man. What's your concern? All right, uh, good. I'll give you a brief synopsis of my situation here. Uh, I actually initially started working at this place two years ago as an independent contractor, uh, independent contractor with no contract. Uh, and <laughs> <laughs> Well, it just turned out that, yeah, we never signed any documentation. It was a handshake agreement, and we just went with it. Uh, so about a few months ago, uh, I actually took, uh, after quite a bit of negotiation, I took, uh, took a month off on a paternal leave, on a paternity leave. We had a baby. And uh, into that one month, uh, it turned into now probably around five, six months now because I ended up uh, uh, going through a medical situation personally and uh, had to go through some treatment. And I can't quite go back on the advice of my doctors. Uh, now, in the interim, while all this is going on on a personal level, uh, the office was sort of uh, in kind of a limbo after the month because I, I had to cancel my scheduling immediately after that month on a sudden basis. So they're kind of left wondering why isn't this guy coming back. Um, so really, as I'm getting healthier, I do want to go back. And, and uh, we had a brief uh, conversation about this, uh, the employer and myself, and he was kind of on the fence on whether or not he had room available to invite me back into his job market and in his, in his office there. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm really just calling to find out, like, what sort of leeway or what sort of leverage do I have, considering that I left on a paternal leave to begin with? Now, most recently when you were, when you were still working there, uh, Carm, you were yep. still considered, quote-unquote, an, an independent contractor? Yes, I was, yep. Tackle that okay. first. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and when you uh, when you extended your leave, did you let them know that you're going to be off for, for longer? Yes, I did. I told them that it was a, sort of an urgent situation and that I was dealing with that urgent situation 
and, and that I would let him know uh, sort of when I would return. But for now, for that time being, it was indefinite as to when I would come back. So I didn't really give him a, a return date. Now, uh, when you were working for them, were you working full-time for them? I was, yes. And exclusively for them? Yes, I was. Okay. So and this really all comes down to... I my intention that Go I ahead. didn't want to come back to their practice uh, and that I yeah. wasn't looking for a job anywhere else. I understand. Now, Karim, this all comes down to whether in the eyes of the law you're considered or would be considered to be an employee. And I can tell you that right now that, yeah, you would. You've worked for them for, for a few years now, and you uh, worked there full-time and exclusively. You're an employee now because you are. I know you're, you're calling yourself or treating yourself or they treat you as an independent contractor. Despite that, because you're an employee, you have certain rights. And, and those rights include taking up a, 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 a parental leave and includes the right to be off work if you have a medical condition. If, if there's a medical condition that makes you unable to come back to work, you have a right to a medical leave uh, from work. And right. that means that they can't decide. It doesn't matter, by the way, if the medical leave is five months or six months or, or two years. Mm -hmm. uh, so they, they can't decide not to take you back to work. That, be, that becomes a human rights issue. That would be also a wrongful dismissal. So, so no, what you're describing is illegal. It's, it's complicated a bit by the fact that you've been treated as an independent contractor, but you're not really. So you have plenty of rights here. So here's what I would suggest. If your main goal okay, is to go back to work, it's not necessarily to get compensation, but just to get back to work. If you are, giving, are getting a hard time from them, one way to, to grease the wheels and, and give them a bit of a, a kick in the pants is to have me send them a letter. The letter is going to say, here's what the situation is. Here's what Carm's rights are. Take him back to work. That may well do the trick. Once they realize, holy cow, you know, we, 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 we've screwed up here, they'll take you back to work. If, if you don't want that, you say enough is enough. I'm upset with them for, for treating me this way. Uh, I just want out with my compensation. Then we could deal with that as well. I can certainly help you there too. So you have to decide, do you want to go back to work or do you want to leave with them? I'm comfortable in saying that they're not allowed just decide not to take you back, certainly not without paying you compensation. So there's a lot for you and I to discuss, Carmen. I think I can help you either way. Now, if, if they were to have a rebuttal, I just want to throw one question at you if you have the time to do that. If they throw me a rebuttal as in sort of like, oh, we have staffing issues and we can't really accommodate you, is there something I can come back with or do they have a justified reason to let me go then? If legitimately, legitimately they don't have a job legitimately, uh, then, uh, okay, it may not be human rights, but you're still on severance. And you, how long were you, were you there for, Manny? I'm sorry, you're breaking off. I apologize. How long were you so, there for, man? I was there for two years. So you, you're going to be looking at several months' pay, potentially you know, and anywhere that four, five, to six months' pay. So if they legitimately don't have a job, they still have to pay severance. But uh, that, that's, that's the way it is. They have to pay you that severance. Okay. Well, I have your number. I will definitely give you a call. I appreciate the advice. Thanks very much. Thanks, uh, Carmen. We're getting a little bit of a uh, little interference there, so we'll uh, we'll take a short break. That number is one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred and Lior L I O R at employmenthour dot com. Tom, thanks for hanging in, fellow. What's uh, what's happening with you? Yeah, no problem. Uh, I just had a quick question there for Lior. Um, mm. I'm in a tricky situation here at work. I've been on a temporary contract for over a year and a half now um, working for the city. I'm just curious of, um, you know, they haven't really given me an answer in terms of uh, making me permanent or not. So I was just curious of if there's anything legally that I can do. I pay into union uh, fees, but um, I'm not sure 
why as a temporary contract or temporary worker I'm getting I'm paying into uh, union fees mm-hmm. and is this a way that uh, you know maybe they're just trying to negate um, putting a permanent employee and giving them benefits and and etc yeah no that's actually exactly what it is uh, a way to try to avoid paying benefits but uh, uh, your union w- would have something to say about that because it's, it's in their interest to have you be a full union member so you have to speak with the union because what they're right. doing may well be in breach of the collective agreement the collective agreement would stipulate who who can be a, a temporary employee and for how long mm-hmm. uh, so you need to speak to your union and the union actually is the only one that is allowed to, to help you with this that they're, they're it's, it's you know it's their workplace if you will but no that that so- certainly doesn't sound right you can't be a temporary employee for a year plus it just doesn't work that way so I would speak to my union if I were you immediately as soon as possible uh, and, and they can uh, deal with your employer bring a grievance if they have to and make sure you're classified as a regular employee and get enrolled in benefits and get all the other perks of, of being a full-time regular employee right so I'm just curious now so in, in terms of uh uh, mitigating the situation in a in a in a legal aspect, I think that you, what you're saying is that the union would be uh, my representative, and they would be the ones that would be uh, yes. on my behalf speaking for for me. Absolutely. N- not only would they be the, the, on your behalf, they're the only ones that can be on okay. your behalf in this type of a scenario. So you're absolutely right, and you should speak to them uh, sooner rather than later. Right now, uh, just another question. So, if there is if there is something that's obviously uh, a stipulation in there where I'm allowed to to be continue to be employed like this as a temporary worker, um, is there like again? I would just speak to you know out of legality issues, um, employers, uh, uh, workers' rights. It would be based on the union and how the collective agreement was was created by them, or is it just like yeah, a, a general provincial uh, law with with in, in regards to that? If this wasn't a unionized workplace, in the eyes of the law, you'd already be a, a regular employee. Okay. The right. thing is, if there's a collective agreement in place, I'm going to give you an example that says, you know, you can ha- you can be a temporary employee for up to two years. I'm just giving an example. Well, then that's the way it is. Uh, the law kind of stays out of those arrangements if that's what the union agreed with the employer. Right. So the answer to the question, how long can you be and is this legit, is in the collective agreement. Uh, like I said, that the law really stays out of these unionized workplaces. If you're not unionized, we would have been having a very different discussion right now. Again, to, to, to nail it home, you cannot uh, help or advise, well, you can advise, but you can't help legally anybody inside the union, right? Yeah, I can't, but, but just a second. It's not that I can't. It's that no Nobody, one can yeah. other than the union. It's not like, gotcha. well, Lior can't, but Bob can do it. No, no one can do it other than the union. If you're in a unionized workplace, the only one that's allowed, not that the only one that wants to, the only one that's allowed to help you is the union. There really are no exceptions to that. We'll uh, take a break. 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell. We've got some open lines for you. We'll come back with your phone calls, and we'll get into the severance pay calculator. We might even touch on contracts of employment because they are – very uh, needy and necessary pieces of paper that you should be all over when you get yours uh, in front of you the next time you go for a uh, for a job. Bill, good evening, Bill. How you doing? Good. What's going on with you? Uh, just calling in regards to my uh, wife. She uh, informed her employer back in August that she was going to go in for knee surgery. And I guess uh, sometime in September before she went in for the surgery, they decided to terminate her. So now, what did they give right? her a reason, Bill? Uh, no. Lack of work, because they moved some of the work out of that facility. Do you think that's legit, or is it uh, an excuse? Uh, 
um, it, it's a large corporation, so you know. Uh, well, there was another issue with it. They they wanted her to do another job within the office, and she would said, "Well, I'm not comfortable in you know making cold calls to customers and things like that." So so maybe later, maybe it was yeah maybe because of that. Okay, so here's the thing, uh, Bill. Certainly, if the termination had anything at all to do with the fact that she was about to take a medical leave, that's illegal. That's a human rights issue. You cannot terminate someone because they have a medical condition that requires them to go off on a disability leave. You can't do that. It's illegal. And a lot of the times employers use an excuse such as, well, we don't have work or we're restructuring as an excuse because they don't want to have to deal with an employee that's off work. And if that's what's happened to your wife, that's that's a human rights violation. They're, they're, she's owed compensation for having her rights breached in that way. Now, beyond that, even if the reason itself was legitimate, and something tells me it probably wasn't, but even if it was, they owe her severance. And in fact, given the, f- given the fact that she was going to go on a medical leave, she, obviously at that time she wasn't able to look for work, she may be owed enhanced severance. She may be owed more severance than she normally would be getting. So let's break this down. How long did she work there for? Uh, she worked there about uh, two and a half years, I believe. Okay. And what kind of job? What was she doing generally? Uh, office administration. Okay. Okay. And how old is your wife, Bill? Uh, 48. So someone in her situation would be entitled to right around four months' pay. What did they offer her? What did they pay her? Uh, we haven't settled it yet. We actually uh, contacted a lawyer a while ago, and now we're, you know, they originally offered her like two weeks plus two weeks. Yeah. But now we're up to maybe 12 weeks, and they're not willing to pay for her disability, her short-term disability. So, first of all, if, if she's let go in whatever, August or September, you should have resolved this matter by now. This matter shouldn't take this long to resolve. That's number one. Uh, number two, there's also the human rights aspect of this that needs to be dealt with, which is above and beyond the severance. So I think that whoever is working with you, you got to push them on this. This is not a complicated matter. They should resolve this. Your, your wife should get the compensation that she's owed. Uh, and, and, you know, you, you got to push this company hard. All right? She, she was wrongfully dismissed, and I suspect there's real human rights issues here too. Well, the lawyer, unfortunately, does not re- doesn't feel that it's a good case to go for the human rights because it's hard to prove. You know, at first she was willing to... You know, go and do it. Yeah, this is great. We can get them on the human rights issue. And now it's a question of, well, you may, you know, it's a question of how much money you're going to have to spend in lawyers' fees, and we may not win the human rights case. Right. So yeah, it's kind of like, you know, you know, going whole hog at the beginning, and now it's like, well, maybe it's not a good idea. Well, listen, Bill. All, all I can tell you, obviously, I, obviously, I don't know. Your, your case as well as your lawyer does. You know, we've only spent a minute on the phone here. Uh, but uh, I'd be happy to give you a more informed second opinion. Uh, if you want to do that, contact me at the office. I'll review it and I'll give you an opinion. And at least you'll have that. Do with it what you will. But I suspect there are human rights issues here. And if they are, those are not difficult to pursue. Bill, that number one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. 855 who uh, get in on the show here last uh, 10 or 12 minutes anyway. 416 6400 star 640 on sale. Paul, good evening. How are you guys tonight? Good, man. What's going on with you? Well, I uh, work for a company that um, I didn't get laid off, but what they did is they put me on a winter standby for snow removal. Okay? And my regular position, they gave out 
they hired in a part-timer who is an employee from the city of Toronto. So I'm sitting at home collecting three, $400 a week, and I only get to do an actual shift when it snows, but yet I'm not getting a call from the office when they have available work. And from what I understand is that uh, this guy's going out every day. Now, are you a seasonal employee? Do you just work in the wintertime? No, I work all year round. I do not get laid off. What happens so, is, is, that, is that in the winter months, I get a standby to basically, I'm attached to a company phone. In case it snows, I have to go and clear the roads. But when it's not snowing three, four, five days out of the week, I can go to work. But they went and hired somebody, brought that person in part-time to do right. my full-time job. And, and how long have you been doing this job? Uh, four years. And this is the first winter where they've done that? Yeah, it's the first winter. What they did before is uh, we had one guy who was able to do my job, and he would, uh, he would do the job during the day when there was work to be done. Right. On the pole, and on are the you part of, a, part of a union no. there? No, I am no. not. Okay. So because of that, uh, this may easily be a constructive dismissal if they've, they've done something different in, over the winter than they have before. They can't just do that. So you may have an option here is to, to pursue a constructive dismissal. You've been there for four years. You could easily be owed six months' pay, even potentially more, uh, depending on a number of factors. So, no, they can't do that. They can't just decide all of a sudden now they're going to keep you at home and, and bring someone else if that's not what they usually have done over the winter. So well, on, let's let, you and let I speak. Yeah. Every winter... Every single winter, I do go on the standby to stay yes. at home for, for the snow removal, okay? I am getting paid like $400 a week to sit at home. Mm-hmm. But the right. only time I go out is when it snows. It's the only time I'll get like a 14-hour shift. But what I'm yeah. saying is that is that while I'm sitting at home on a day like today, they hired a guy part-time. Someone else to do the job. Someone yeah. else to do my full-time job. Yeah, I know, and I, I understand that. I understand that, and that's not something they could do. Uh, and, and you could certainly treat that as a termination, even though they haven't formally laid you off. So yeah, yep. by all means, if if you want to talk about getting out of there and getting your compensations, you can move to a job where you can actually go to work and work a full day. By all means, give me a call. Let's chat about it. Paul, that number one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. Email symbol as well. Lior L I O R at employmenthour dot com. Elias, hi there. Yes, hi. How are you? What's going on with you? Uh, not bad. Um, I'm working for one of the big companies in uh, Toronto, and uh, mm-hmm. I'm a manager. And recently, we got a new manager um, uh, for the past three months. And every year end, we have to do our performance. Uh, long story short, I did my performance, and he reviewed it. And he rated me the lowest one, and he changed a lot of the stuff. And uh, he doesn't even uh, based on Toronto. He's an outside Toronto. And he comes once a while. And I... And I brought it to his attention, he said, you know, I just put it there uh, based on other people's feedback. And I wasn't happy, and uh, I don't know what I can do in this point, you know, because I see myself higher than what he rate me there. And he also put a couple of negative comments, which doesn't even, it's not me. And I told him, you know, it's going to impact me in the future, you know, this comment is not me that he put it there. But the the response I got back, you know, I'm not satisfied with it. And I don't know where so, to go from here. Yeah, no, it, it's frustrating. And you have a right to, to an honest and unbiased and legitimate performance review. It can't be uh, something that's just put together without consideration. So if you disagree with the performance review, two things you need to do. Number one is put that in writing. I want you to send an email or a letter, something in writing saying, 
what you disagree with and, and give your comments specifically point by point. If they say you did something or didn't do something, you have to respond uh, because you don't want that to be uh, something that they use later if they want to uh, potentially discipline you or potentially even let you go. The other yeah, thing exactly. you want to do is actually you think you should go speak to HR and express those concerns and say that you don't think this manager gave you a, a legitimate performance review uh, and, and that you don't want that to be on your record. So you should speak with HR, but also put your concerns in writing on the record in as much detail as possible. That's the best thing you could do right now. If, yeah. uh, if things get worse, if they talk about discipline, you have to give me a call for now. Uh, you have to do those two things I just said. Okay, no problem. Uh, when I send that email and stuff, just send it to him or should I ask a couple of other uh, higher managers than him or or just talk with him? I, I would send that to him and I would probably also copy HR. Okay, we'll do that. And what's your number? So. Uh, that number, uh, uh, Elias, is uh, 1-855-821-5900. Again, 1-855-821-5900. You want to talk to Lior? Uh, anytime after the show, that's uh, that's what we use. Dahlia, how are how are you? Hi, good. How are you? Good. What's your concern? Um, so I have a question. Um, I work for an international company um, that has a location in Canada, and we just got our T four slips, and our income that was in the T four was much higher than what we got, and we found out that it was because the company has added the benefits premium that they pay for us to get medical and dental. Yeah. Each employee's T four slip as a yeah as and, and a yeah salary. It, I understand, and, and, and yeah, that is a taxable benefit, so it's probably the right way to do it. But ultimately, that's something that when you do your taxes, whoever does your taxes can tell you if this is legitimate and what deductions you can get. Mm -hmm. But my understanding is that, that anything that's a taxable benefit can and should go on a T four. Uh, so, so from my limited tax experience, I, it, it does sound right. So we uh, we finally got to it at the last minute here. We can get to the severance pay calculator as promised. That's right. And and this is the tool that you use if you lost your job. And we start with the address, which is severancepaycalculator.com. Again, it's severancepaycalculator.com. It's a very easy, very simple tool. You input your age, your position, and the length of your employment, and you find out how much you're owed. Uh, I challenge anyone right now listening. You may be happy with your job. You may have no concerns but decide in your mind what you would be getting, what you think you would be getting if you lost your job, and then go to severancepaycalculator.com, use it, and I bet you'd be surprised at the result because many people assume that they're owed a lot less than what they actually are owed. So if you lost your job, you go there, find out how much you're owed, find out if your severance offer is adequate, tell others about it, don't accept less than you're owed, so many people do, don't fall into that trap. Bypass the ministry. Just go right on through to severancepaycalculator.com. Biggest one, right? We make it as easy as possible. Just you go bet. there. Till next time, the number 1-855-821-5900. Yep, severancepaycalculator.com. And you want to email Lior anytime, L-I-O-R, at employmenthour.com. That's it. The Employment Hour right here. Talk Radio, AM 640.